everything that you could ever need to know about the show. It's in the show notes. Everything that you could ever need to know about the show. It's in the show notes. So go on over to Grimerica.ca or Grimerica.com.com.com.com. If he go to sleep and dreams uh, in the right in his right arm, he will enter into a dream that is more real than our reality. That's the way he described them. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Grand America Show. We are going to be chatting with Alan Stivelman a little bit later about his uh, new show, Witness of Another World. Fun chat. A good synchro in there, if I remember correctly, and uh, comes back to being a better person at some point, if I remember correctly, and uh, yeah, just all around good chat, and uh, I think Truffaut is going to show up at any minute, and we got uh, everybody's favorite uh, podcaster here, Graham Dunlop, with his uh, tight shirt. How's it going, buddy? Welcome to... Uh... Shirt's not tight, the boobs are bigger. That's I wasn't going to say that. I wasn't going to go there, but you went right there. What do you think's going just on? Well fitted. Yes, right. You're ripped. That's the problem when you gain weight. I don't think you lose it out of your boobs. I think so. The more <laughs> I gain, the, the just I'll never get back. I'll never get back the muscular packs. How many push-ups you doing? None. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'll start with. I'll you start can turn there. those boobs into packs with just some push-ups. <laughs> get them ready for cack at least. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. That doesn't. For all the new people listening that came aboard, CAC is contacted the cabinets are. Like, oh, right. I didn't yearly, even think about like, that part. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where we just ramble on a little bit before the uh, the awesome interview starts in about 30 or 45 minutes. Check the show notes for the uh, timestamp. For the timestamp. There might even be a fast forward button on some of these podcast players. Every once in a while. Every once in a while, Darren remembers to put it in. I used to put a reminder in there in the show notes for him. But... You know what? When it stopped supporting it on overcast i stopped doing there you it. go this is one of those amazing interviews where we didn't really know what to expect besides a great like in, you know talk about a movie the witness of another world which is about this guy who like 40 years after jacques valet saw him i think it was 40 something years when he had this encounter as a teenager he went back and saw him as an older fellow and it's pretty emotional but it turned into an awesome episode about like what darren was saying improving yourself and love and synchronicity and just helping people and yeah it was fantastic chat i think he was from spain or somewhere across uh across the pond there yeah he was uh singapore spain yeah spain it was spain not singapore no. <laughs> singapore by spain that's a little further away that's it, no, singapore away. is like over in asia someplace yeah, right yeah, yeah man we got to go on a tour near thailand figure out where all these countries Our, are america world yeah. tour baby yeah that'd be good that would be, be all awesome. right i'd love to do that yeah, one day. Love traveling. Get one itchy day. feet. I got itchy feet right now. Yeah. I got to go someplace. I don't know where. I got no place to go. I might just go to the mountains for a weekend. Good. That'd be good enough. Go to yeah. the mountains, get yeah. an Airbnb, and get the fuck out of yeah. town. Yeah. So, how you been? I got good. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Got lots of stuff here. Lots of interesting things. Ah, oh, man. So much is going on in the world right now. Don't even know what to talk about. Really? Alberta wants to separate after that election. We didn't really talk about that. We didn't really talk about the post-election thing, but- Michael's here. If we can get him in on the mic too, then he might help out in the conversation. He's slinking around like he doesn't want to be on the mic. Yeah. I don't know. 
Uh, yeah, I've been sort of oblivious to all that. I did my vote. And that was it. Everyone yelled at me. That was it. Just a couple people yelled at me. Yeah. Um, and did uh, you tweet that? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Really? I got support from our community. It was of just course, like yeah. people in my real life that called me an idiot. Really? Yeah. Um, but other than that, I've been pretty oblivious to whatever's happening. I did. I, I did talk to a friend of the show, John Brisson. Uh, for a few minutes the other day, and he was mentioning some finder stuff came out that yeah I that saw helps out his case. So yeah. he was excited about that. How do, in what way does it help out his case? Uh, doesn't that all go back to the satanic panic? Yeah, maybe. I think somehow it ties into that. So you know, I'm not up to speed on all that, but he he was saying he was getting a lot of hits because of it. So yeah. So yeah, shout out to Johnny B, friend of the show, John Brisson. Of course, I like touch base with him every once in a while just to. Where I'm Did at. you guys talk I'm about at. Canada politics at all or anything? Or? No, I only talked to John about, uh, he's like my health mentor in a sense, I guess, whenever I've got anything or he'll touch What's his What's got going on? Nothing really. He touched no. base with me just to see where I'm at, how I'm feeling, make sure I'm not, I mean, I've been eating, I've been, I mean, I've been letting it, I, the milk gets me, man. I, I'm, I've decided I'll never give up butter. I mean, I'm butter. I'm not stopping. I'm not stopping cheese. Fuck it. Life's too short. I'm not stopping cheese. Well, but who says those would, are bad anyways? I mean, this is- Well, I was know, trying- I, I'm really starting to notice something between my histamine levels and dairy. But the problem is I can't quit drinking fucking milk long enough to see if just milk will do it. And it's not even just drinking the milk. It's the lattes. Wow. I love those lattes so much. And every one of those is like two cups of milk, cup and a half of milk. And then I stopped buying milk, but then the kids want milk. So then there's milk in the fridge, and then I'm all stoned up. I open the fridge, it's doo, 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 pounding wow. back the milk. So if I, I think if I could get like the milk out, I guess, then I might be able to adjust and get off the, because I'm back on the pills, right? I'd like to get off the pills. What pills? The uh, allergy pills? The allergy pills, yeah. Mm-hmm. So even like just being off gluten 100% doesn't do it. It's got to be. Gluten and dairy. There might not even be gluten. Gluten might not be causing the allergy problem. The gluten thing, uh, I just, just cause how I feel and get my little gut. I don't want boobs. So, um, gluten is just a choice. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if it's an allergy thing or a choice, but I know that after being off gluten for like a year, I'm really not in any hurry to get back on it. Cause when I do eat some buns or something like that, like that's where I fail sometimes is like, I'll be around some pizza or I'll be around, like I'll be hungry and I'll be, just get a burger. And if I get a burger now, I'm not doing the bun because I do fast food so rarely. I'm not doing the just lettuce, wrap. lettuce wrap. It's just yeah. like if I'm yeah. going fast food, I'm going to feel like shit anyway. We're going to go buns in. Yeah. But I, I notice, man, my aches and pains start to come back, a little lower back pain, just all, all my trigger spots. All my trigger spots slowly come back as soon as I have a little bit of bread in my diet. Yeah. yeah. The other thing I'll give it up for is little pancakes here and there. You know what? It's it's worse. Oh no! The Knickic gluten free pancakes are fantastic, dude. They're better than any no, gluten pancakes, listen, and they're gluten free. You, you still haven't tried my pancakes, okay? When you try my pancakes, I have tried your pancakes. They're more like a crepe. I have tried like your pancakes. I made them for me, but I made them gluten free. You the 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 wheat just holds them together no, so much better. It's just like you know. Then you can roll them up with the stuff inside. It's just so I think good. For the most part, it's the glyphosate. Because before yes. they harvest, before they harvest, they spray again with glyphosate to kill off all the broccoli. Oh no, the snake bro. Our friends, our friends down south don't, don't believe that. And, and, and then a, it doesn't rinse out. 
and then yeah. And then, and then they harvest yeah. it, and so a lot of the a lot of the just processed wheat. If you're not getting organic bread, then you're getting a lot more glyphosate than the organic bread. So I would say just switch to that if you really have to have the wheat because it is an addiction. People are they have a really it's hard not time the bread wrapping their me. head around it's the flour. Have, I guess like when you tell somebody they're like everything I eat is bread is wheat <laughs> has gluten like. And they're all like hobbling it's, around. They go crazy. <laughs> I they saw, go crazy and berate their servers because there might be a pinch of flour in the entire meal because it's got a really good gravy, gravy on, yeah, an yeah. Elk st- yeah. on an elk roast or something. Yeah, we got to get you on with the Snake Bros, man. I said that to the Snake Bros, those glyphal shows. No, because I think it's up the here they up. do that more, maybe oh, than down it? there. Because I saw a big road sign. I took a picture of it. It said, stop spraying. This was like a big billboard. On the way to Saskatchewan, it said stop spraying after or before harvest. Oh, really? I'm like, I'm going to take that for the snake bros who just deny that that's even yeah, but, a thing. Well, yeah, they but, they yeah, thought I that mean, was all fake news. And I'm I like, well, maybe down there, there you don't. But you can just up- get it. Yeah, but you got to watch because there was a chemtrail billboard on the way to BAM for a long time, too. <laughs> that's right. That's but good. I mean, I would like to get, is that a Canada thing? I, I just, I don't remember the snake bros argument, but I remember they got real defensive. I think it's just everywhere. It's that how you do it. Because before you harvest, you want all the broadleaf to die and fall down to the ground. And then you harvest at a certain height. So you don't want all those weeds grown up in that. You want all that stuff to have died and fallen down. Yeah, Russ like, and this Kyle is industry-wide, as far as what I know. Russ and Kyle are yelling at the radio right now. No, and they don't so think... Well, the, I forwarded them that MIT scientist who's who's deconstructing the glyphosate problem. And because I mean, there's still, everybody's denying that it's even a problem. I mean, the science, well, of course, is, yeah. the science is definitely not settled. There's a lot of pushback totally. from whatever you know, it is. Totally. I'm, I feel better being off wheat. Yeah. A hundred percent. What about Cobbs? Like who makes this fresh bread and stuff? It's a, like a local, like, you uh, know, it's funny is that I'm talking well, cause there's one in, no, I'm in sure that's near bleached, you. enriched. It's not organic. No. Hmm. But isn't no it better because it's got less own, ingredients? Like you got to get that organic flour so. and make your own fucking bread. That's it. It's still not the same. What about Cobbs? You don't think they have organic flour? They don't. They don't. Do no, they don't. Depends I already on how went far there. you want to go. For the most part, you should only be eating grass-fed butter too. I do. I do grass-fed butter yeah. most of the time, unless I'm feeling Good. cheap. Once in a while, I'm feeling cheap and yep. just like, ooh, fuck it. Yeah, the grass-fed butter is hard to find here, and like they have it at Safeway. It's just no, like it's like seven bucks a half pound. Yeah. Well, normal butter is that, that, that expensive. Yeah, butter's not cheap for sure. It's about, it's yeah. about twice but it as is, much. But, but it is better for you. It's the oh, best yeah. of you, all I the notice options, the difference. The I, know, I notice the huge mm-hmm. difference. Like you open the butter, it's a different fucking color, that grass-fed oh, yeah. stuff. It's mm-hmm. like a huge difference. So you you that were kind of so you, you're kind of one that always thinks that. Uh, so, no, I was gonna say before we, but remember, because it's funny because I'm I'm having conversations with you about maybe contemplating having a drink of wine here and there, but I won't even comprehend fucking having weed again. There's like, you know, I could never get back on that. Never. See, I worked in restaurants. It was so hard to get and off. I thought I was dying. My abdomen hurt so bad, like all the time, and then it got really acute sometimes. And this was in like 2002, 2002 probably. And a friend of mine told me about the eat for your blood type diet thing. Yeah. And so Ooh, I, I and, never heard of that. And I followed that, which I don't know that I fully believe in it, but I I changed my diet from just being a opportunivore eating whatever I could because I worked in restaurants. You know, that's what you do. And um. So I went, I switched and being careful about what I was eating and everyone stopped eating wheat. 
and tried to eliminate wheat and gluten from my diet. That would have been hard in 2002. It was really hard. Nobody had even like my sister was on on my sister was on to back then. And I told my dad and he didn't believe me at all. So he said, you know, I was celiac and that didn't really make sense from when I would read it either. But I was just eating too much of that junk stuff. And I think the gluten does cause problems because it is like flour and water is sticky inside you. Like you said, your joints hurt less when you're not eating as much bread. You know, poop is good. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're full of glue. And then I think back to that in high school or back in public school, making glue with flour and water and doing paper mache. I'm like, (laughs) I'm just eating this shit like crazy. 90% water. And I'm like, okay, yeah. What's in the recipe? Water, fucking flour. Yeah. So that does kind of make sense. Mm. And whole grains make you feel a little bit better. I've, I noticed, but then by the time the whole gluten movement came around, I was already had healed my gut. And was back to eating gluten in just small portions, you know, but being more conscious of of the pesticides, everything, being more conscious of the pesticides, eating more organic, yeah, not just eating whatever is out there, you know, yeah. But yeah, and then I felt a lot better. So gluten is a place to start, but I think glyphosate is the problem, and it's probably damn near illegal to say that currently, yeah. Exactly. So, well, the glyphosate on the gluten, so fuck it. Yeah. And the thing is, nowadays, it's just, it's super easy to be gluten-free. Every yeah. place I go, it's like, I can get anything gluten-free. Totally. You know, it, even even the difference in like two years, mm-hmm. it's like every place I go, I you know, it hasn't hung me up in a while. The only time I hang up is when I leave this studio and it's 10 o'clock at night and the only thing that's open are those fast food restaurants on the way home. And that's like, bam, go get a burger. Yeah. Oh man, I'm glad we don't have Carl's Jr. here because we do. Oh, don't tell me that. Yeah, man. That was one of my last fucking fails. Was at Carl's Jr. and it was delicious. Oh my god, I I got that. I got the burger and the like those crazy jalapeno poppers. I don't even know where the jalapeno is in there. It just seems like cheese and bread to me, but it's delicious. I'd get off work and find myself driving by there like late at night, just like. And as soon as I decide that I'm going to have it, I can feel myself get fatter. Like I can feel all of my, my body takes all of the toxins and buries it into fat cells. And I can feel myself plump up a little bit. And then I go through the drive through and like cry while I'm eating it. Cause I'm addicted to it. You know? Yeah. You know what gets it me was once horrible. McChicken. Oh, you right, know, I, about the fast I got food. raised oh on McChickens. God. Thanks mom. So now that's like a, just a thing. I'll go by. What about those, the McRibs? No, the, no. The, the McDLT, the cool side, no, cool and the, the hot side hot. That was the, the best. The McChicken gets me. Man. I'll be. I'll see those golden arches. Just like, yeah, <laughs> you know. Do you? I don't know if you remember, but McDonald's and all that used to be fried in lard, and it was way better. And then they switched to this vegetable oil, hydrogenated junk that tastes kind of like chalky. I don't. Do you remember the the lard fried? McDonald's fries, they were amazing. And when Probably. they switched, I totally just everybody quit. We might have never had that in Canada. Maybe. Yeah, but you guys were like the I was working wild, at, wild. I was working I at McDonald's know. in eighty five. Really? This is where the lard comes from. Four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember having I was you know what? I remember having like my fourth or fifth birthday at McDonald's. Oh yeah, that was a big I remember thing like back then. Stack, oh, yeah. Stacking up the empty boxes for the Big Macs. They'd yeah. bring that over. That was like one of the games. You were probably running that shit. Yep. Yeah. 
You no wonder I'm addicted clown. to Big Mac. You know what? I can quit cigarettes. I can quit booze. I can quit cocaine, but I can't quit fucking McChickens. <laughs> you know, the Candida cleanse, whether Candida is real or not, it did kick a lot of those addictions like for soda and fast food. Now I don't even see them anymore. Before it used to be this beacon that would draw me toward it. And now I don't even, they don't even exist anymore. Yeah. I don't touch. And that's soda. the only thing that changed really. I do my fast food burger probably like once a month or two. That's nothing. That's fine. Yeah. That I is, think so. that is fine. I'm active enough, but it's, you know, still, if I didn't do that, then I wouldn't feel like shit for a day and a half. After. I do feel horrible after I eat the fast food. Your yeah. heart starts racing. And it doesn't take you know, long either. It's all the excited. It's like an hour and a half later and you're already starting to like, and then you start to feel sick <laughs> way too much. And then, yeah, if you need to drive directly home cause you might pass out at any moment <laughs> or shit yourself. Yeah. My problem is yeah, I, I want to eat more of it. Like I, there's a, there's a, like once Clearly. I eat it, I do want to just well, keep going. The salty like, and yeah. the sweet kind yeah. of at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. The bliss point and the mouth feel. So uh, is it illegal to ruin your vote? I don't know. I wonder if I wonder if it's illegal to spoil your ballot. I don't care. I'll take. The we charge. didn't really talk about that much. I don't, there's no, a big. There's a big. Vote, are you? It's there's really no, interesting. To, there's no chance they're going to throw me in jail over it. So knock on. Well, they, you can just go to the res and hide, right? Oh, yeah, can I can go to the res, the reservation. I can do that. Or, but I mean, there's no way there's, they're throwing there, an Indian in jail for fucking not voting because it'll just it's a it's a fucking. It's a political it's a nightmare. nightmare. Yeah, like, come on, man. Nobody's doing that. I'll just be, especially, I got this platform to be like, yeah, I'll be in jail and ground be like, they fucking took Darren in jail and that'll be it. Because be, he called him a fascist. Yeah, Trudeau's going to have- He can't even yeah. call him a fascist anymore. That might be all right. Maybe I'll get an apology from Trudeau. No, there he don't go. apologize. There you go. You don't need to apologize. He apologizes for his own behavior. I'm sure he'd apologize. Think so? Yeah. For getting me arrested? Yeah. Calling him a fascist? Yeah. They're all fascist. Yeah. So, but it's interesting. Canada's really divided. It really is like it. I mean, I know it's always been like this, but this year it seemed to be worse with all the colors on the map and just like the West, like how did, how does the West, I don't understand how the West voted more, like more of a popular vote from the West, even though there's all that population in the East voting for liberals. Oh, because every single person in the West voted. This, but this doesn't seem to be that much people. There's only five well, there's, people, five million people in Alberta. Is there five? I thought it was like four point five. Well, you know, five rounding up. But there's whatever. like eleven or twelve. Isn't there twelve in yeah. BC? Isn't there twelve million in BC? The Conservatives got more. So, but but Alberta. Have you heard about the separation? Like, there's a lot of like stirring about about it's, Alberta. Yeah, like the wax. Like the wax. It comes up every couple of years. Yeah, like, you can't do. There's that. like they've had that big yeah, build. You can. No, you can't. Fucking get yeah. out of no, here. Who's there's done zero that? chance who's of done separating. Well, yeah. They can try. I mean, they, they can try. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. No. <laughs> if, if, that's what I say. If they if they let any anyone fucking succeed from the union, I'll eat my DMT hat. Look, give New Mexico and Arizona and California to Mexico. I just got this today. And take Oregon DMT and Washington and incorporate them into Canada. Yeah, that's what I think. And give Alberta and Saskatchewan. Yeah, and Manitoba. And it's up to Manitoba if they decide. Yeah. What about the well, fucking to go to Canada? You're not too. just Canada giving is. away fucking Indian land, you fucks. That's not well, no, how the it works. Indians lands all is its own thing anyway. Okay. So it doesn't matter. I, don't I agree. Know if Canada's I, system is that much better than the U.S. Though you know, but why what? can't people? Start- I think they should just give Alberta to the Indians. We, you guys, can stay. We like you. You're good people, but we just get it. We're gonna run the place for a while. Yeah. See what happens. What? See what I happens. Don't even know what you're talking about. I don't think they'd even want it. 
No, we don't want. <laughs> but don't you think we'll that take BC. It, it's almost at the point Actually, now where I can't. People... I don't speak for the Indians. I definitely don't speak for them. Yeah, the, I'm just an Indian that speaks. I feel like it's at the point now, though, where all these the, the political divide is so strong that people might as well try and have their own type of political country, like their own environment. I'm telling you, we're better off going to the states and starting a cult, getting some sort of religious exemption, so we can get a bunch of land and have our own laws. Yeah. Or I'm just going back to the reservation. You thought about that? Yeah. It's crossed my mind. It's just fucking, you know, if shit starts getting crazy, I might just be can like, Can you bring you know the studio what? there? And then can I go on there? Like, how, like, am I allowed on there if you invite me? Well, I'd run for chief. You'd run for as chief. As long as you're with them, you're okay. As, as, as if they're going to allow, like, a guy just to you come just in, like, you haven't even been on the, the reservation, you just show up. I don't know. Some podcaster would. shows up and he wants to become chief. They'll I laugh could try. out of the community. My, the old man ran for chief. Really? They laughed him out of the community. <laughs> <laughs> I might have a shot. There's Did only, he really? There's only like, uh, I mean, there's only like 1,600 of us total. And, you know, only like 1,600 of those are on the res. So. Ojibwe's or? Mishkigogaming. There's way more Ojibwe's. Then the Ojibwe's are part of the, well, Mishkigogaming is my sect of the Ojibwe. That's oh. my actual band. Then the Ojibwe's are part of the Anishinaabe, which is another five of those. I, and so your little band is 1,600? Yeah. How many in how many where we live in Calgary here? Right? And I think no, so there's like five hundred on reserve and 1,600 off. And wow. How do they separate the bands? What's the how does it differ? I think it Is just it goes lineage? by lineage. It goes by oh, land. Where, where, where it was? Yeah, it's geographical. Geographical. So let me see. I'll but aren't they up. weren't they nomadic so for the, a while? The, how, did that, how does that work? I don't know. It doesn't yeah, cross <laughs> over boundaries all the time and you know. It's just where they crammed us, you know? It's where the so it's based on where they crammed us, probably. <laughs> Well, that's kind of how some names... Or where they were, where we were when they stopped us from being nomadic. Well, a lot of people, when they came over from Europe, you know, they got to uh, Liberty Island or whatever. And if the person didn't understand what they were saying, they wrote whatever down. They thought, here's your new name. Welcome to America. You know, like, this is... That's why it's called now. Canada, because they were saying welcome, which is Kanata. They said, oh, yeah, that'll uh, work. That works. <laughs> It was keys. Look, guys, it's <laughs> well, that's where we so, say A all the time, right? The Anishinaabe. The N-A-D-A. The Anishinaabe is the Ottawa, the Saltu, the Ojibwe, the Mississaugas, the Potawatomi, the Oji Cree, and the Algonquin. Wow. Yeah. So if you added all those up, I'm sure there's... 10,000, 20,000, something like that? I'd like to hope more than that. Yeah. I was going to say like maybe a million. That'd be oh, nice to have wow. a little chunk, no, but no, it's probably no. way less than that. Yeah. It's probably, I mean, how many, I wonder. A couple hundred thousand, I would say. I'd most. say, yeah, even That's less, guess, even less than that. Cause there's only 35 million Canadians and like what percentage of the population of Canada is Indian? One or two, maybe. Yeah. So you're talking about like maybe three, four million. No, no. You're talking about like a million total. If you're the lucky. The number keeps dropping like rapidly. Yeah. Let's change the subject. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I will be chief. And I will allow you on my land so that we can podcast for freedom. We've got so much to talk about. We could turn this intro into an app, really. But you're going to have to convert. I don't know, we'll find something. I picked out some quotes. <laughs> I picked out some quotes today, not for the episode that's attached to this intro, but for the... For the uh, what do you call it when you sign the petition that went around about the fluoride? Is there a new movement to put fluoride back in the water in Calgary? Oh, 
Like, what is happening to to our culture here? Well, well they have a bunch of fluoride reasons. and they don't know what to do with it. Exactly. Well, there's a group that believes it's helping kids' reason. teeth, even though they're not looking at the right data or whatever. You know? What if we're not looking at the right data? My buddy was telling me that. Uh, that's the argument I was having with Raj in the chats the other days because, you know, I think about that sometimes. Maybe we're wrong about everything. Yeah. We're, of course, we're wrong about some stuff, but I just don't well, believe that you should be throwing run, chemicals in the water. In the long run, we'll be wrong about everything. The yeah, same. Shouldn't be putting any you shouldn't be putting anything in, in the water. I mean, that's that's a no brainer, right? Just well, don't dump shit in the water. It, like, that's not a good idea. Yeah. Except. What do you do when you're drinking all the water and you're pissing and shitting it and it's all going back into that water and it's like no, but uh, it's not used. For, it's not put. It's not in there to clean the water though. No, I know it's that's not. the thing. If but, it was in but there, you have to add chemicals for that. The, the, the fluoride. The fluoride. No, what? not the fluoride. The chlorine. The chlorine. The chloride. The chloride. Like it's the chloride is in there, which cleans it. Like you can smell it in your tap. Yeah, that's fine. We take some chemicals, yeah, yeah. yes, to clean the water. Fine. Probably, yeah. But that probably but shouldn't the be in there. Fluoride doesn't have to go in there. I don't know. For yeah. people's teeth, is a really good. It, thyroid function means you're healthy if it's a healthy producing thyroid, and so then you start getting. Um, see, people get the gout and all sorts of circulation problems and from all health from because it needs to be full of iodide. And instead, you have chloride and fluoride in the water, yeah. which is then filling your thyroid, leading right. to all yeah, sorts of yeah, yeah, thyroid that's, problems. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Like, we've help. got the fluoride out in Calgary, thank God, because I mean, I think Edmonton still got it in. I think there's well, it's a lot of places higher than still it's supposed out. to be here anyway, so they shouldn't really be. <sighs> the sad irony here is that the FDA, which does not regulate fluoride in drinking water, does regulate toothpaste. The back of a tube of fluoridated toothpaste. It must state that if your trial, child swallows more than the recommended amount, contact the poison control center. Which is like a pea size. There's no question that fluoride, not an excessive amount, can cause serious harm. Who's that from? That's okay. We won't get him. <laughs> I got nothing. You want to guess? Paul Conant. The I case against fluoride. How hazardous waste ended up in our drinking water and the bad science and powerful politics that keep it there. I, I got uh, another one. So those are probably the people, if you, the bad science and the powerful people that keep it there. Those are the ones who are probably trying to get it back into the Calgary's. Yeah, exactly. The citizens across the country were outraged that this rat poison was going to be added to the water supplies. Today, the fluoride that goes in our drinking water is almost exclusively raw industrial pollution from the Florida phosphate industry. It's a waste that's scrubbed from the smokestacks and trucked in tankers and dumped into reservoirs. That is a raw industrial poison. Sodium fluoride is used as a rat poison for a long time. That's Christopher Bryson, an investigative reporter. One more? Sure. sure. New research shows that a strong correlation between water fluoridation and the prevalence of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, or ADHD, in the United States. It's the first time that scientists have systematically studied the relationship between the behavioral disorder and fluoridation, the process wherein fluoride is added to water to prevent cavities. That was Shannon Stapleton, a journalist from Reuters. It was the first time they studied it? Yeah. 
How long have they been dumping it in before they studied it? Well, I mean, Hitler was using it in, in them to do... Well, that's what I was going to say, is they were studying it in the 30s, I yeah, thought. Yeah. yeah, well, that's what I think. I mean, I, I haven't looked into the documentation, because my buddy Ryan and I were talking about this, because the, the, th- the thing that his friends show him is this graph that shows cavities increasing, but they don't show that the beginning of that graph, how it was always going up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They just take the a sample from 2007 and then a sample from 2018 and they show the rise. Well, it's always on that trajectory. That's how you yeah. work a graph. Yeah. Yeah. As we <laughs> dump more <laughs> and more. Graph, exactly. As we dump more and more sugar, sugar and, into the and diet. high fructose corn yeah, syrup. Totally. And couldn't be related. Yeah. Couldn't be that, mm-hmm. you know, simple carbs that turn into sugar. Ah, oh, it's just this, the propaganda is so thick. Mm. It's all propaganda. It's all fake. It's okay. all propaganda. See, once you reach, reach my level, it's almost like a Zen because it's just like it's yeah. all propaganda. Your it's level, all fake. you've leveled up recently or something. <laughs> or leveled down, maybe leveled down. He's got the DMT up. hat on. He's got a DMT <laughs> hat on. Maybe I've just given up. Yeah. I don't know. Blissfully ignorant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you do kind of have to just let it go and. Every time someone's like telling you their horrible day, like I had this one friend, she's like, I had this horrible day. I got a flat tire and then I got a ticket and then I got this. And I was just laughing. You know? <laughs> I was just giggling and laughing. She's like, that's, I can't believe you're laughing. I don't know. What are you supposed to do? I'm not the kind of person who would <laughs> cry with you, <laughs> you know? I'm not laughing at you. No, it's I'm laughing just, with you. <laughs> well, it was funny. The series of events, if you looked at it the right way, I don't know. The funny way. I'm not mean. No, you're not mean. I just you just I come like, off as mean. I like to see <laughs> I like to see the humor in all of it, I guess. The universe messing with you. That's just it. All right, what we got? Well I got So it's I not that eat. I've leveled up, it's that I've given up. Right. Right. It's all fake. Yeah. Well, Except I the Grand America show. I got an email here. I mean, I could read this. This would, this would be interesting. Get your uh, what jingle? It can lead into the support. What jingle stuff? So uh, spam gram maybe or something or that's always feedback. Weird. We don't have a fucking feedback jingle. Okay, I don't know. Uh, and now another edition of the Grime American Goodies by the people. He said I don't, this doesn't need to be read in the show, but this will be interesting to get your guys' take on it. Anyways, hey, Darren and Graham, I've been a listener for about a year now. I found the show through Spotify, and that's where I typically listen. Best show I've found. I've donated via e-transfer, but I plan to sign up for the monthly to give a bit more security for you guys. Thank you very much. He doesn't want his name read, so just catch me if I start saying his name. Yeah. Until then, I'm in another. Just don't say until, his name. <laughs> until then, I'm sending another e-transfer. I love the recent DM trip report from Darren. What did, I, did I miss that? DMT trip report from Darren. As I haven't heard a report that seems so honest and shows the wide variety of perceptions on psychedelics. I've tried shrooms a few times, but haven't tried DMT. I've read books and listened to a lot of podcasts that talk about it, and I still have a feeling that it's too soon. Shrooms can be profound, but always leave me nervous for the next time, which bled into the DMT hesitancy. I was super hesitant. Like right up to the tilt still. I'm still super hesitant to ever, you know, that never goes away. So just so you know. Yeah. We're going to be talking in about a half hour to a fellow that's done it like 600 times and he still gets a little Jesus hesitant and Christ. nervous after. Seems fun. <clears throat> he says, I'll get there one day though. I love the enter the mushroom episode, by the way. I started with the new episodes at the time, but after picking through 
personally interesting topics, I started through the back catalog. I just listened to Atomic Rod Adams, number 124. I live in Toronto, so I'm constantly in traffic. So I keep up with the long intros and don't lose the F-bombs. Sorry, Graham. I have learned so much, and I love the value for value model. Some of my favorite guests in no particular order are Rizwan Verk, number 370, Del Big Tree, number 328, Jamie Janover, number 283, Joseph P. Farrell, number 270, Graham Nichols, number 197, and Joseph Emmett, number 108. The range of guests and topics are awesome. I like that most things are on the table. Joseph Emmett. What was that about? I think it was probably meditation. One oh eight, mindfulness, maybe. Big important number. That would be interesting to know which one. That, yeah. I think that's the mindfulness one. You can search it right now if you want. While I'm reading. Sure. I recently heard the audiobook "Your Brain on Porn." I would recommend it because of the range of importance for the future generations and helping the generation that grew up with dial-up or high-speed internet and VR in the future. You deal with the war on consciousness, and I think this subject, while taboo, would fit well and can change perception just by knowing the changes that happen in your body and brain when immersed in the current adult content that it's, that's at everyone's fingertips. At five and a half hours for the whole audiobook, it seemed great. With that said, myself and others may not have such severe problems, but I'd say it's relatable on some level to most people. Keep up the great work. And that one was mindfulness, right? Yeah. Joseph this is a Emmett. journey from brainfulness to mindfulness, from self-control to self-regulation, and from indifference to compassion. Nice. That's a good 108, right? That's a perfect 108. Yep. My advice, stay off the porn, probably. I don't know. Do what you want, but probably not a real. Find some healthy porn, maybe, at least. Make your own porn. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the best. That would be the best. <laughs> As long as everyone, as long as everyone's consented <laughs> to making the porn, and then put it on you porn uh, for other people to watch it. I'm just kidding. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. No. Don't don't. And don't. you're falling into the whole trap. You're falling into the trap. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're just watching porn all the time, tugging it out, and it's just a it's a slippery slope, oh. which do exist. Scott Adams coming up in November. We're gonna have the slippery slope debate. Can't wait. Among others. So I got another one I kind of want to get off my chest. Oh boy. Yeah. I put it a good. Looks like you got a few things to get <laughs> off your chest. <laughs> Besides wait. Wait, let me do the voicemail while we're still in the segment. Oh, okay. 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 All right. I have not listened to it. You have one unheard message and three saved messages. To check unheard messages, press one one. First unheard message. Hi guys, it's Lee from the UK. Much 2K in the Discord chat. Just thought I'd drop a quick message, because it probably cost me about fucking five pounds a minute. Just say thanks for carrying on the show. Loving the show. Um, I grew up with mediumship in the family, always interested in ghosts and UFOs. But since I'm on the show, my awareness has massively opened. I am down the rabbit hole. My wife can't have a normal conversation with me anymore. So that's great. But um, keep up the good work. Love you all. Awesome. End of message. Thank you very much. I, I didn't catch you. That was in the chat. I deleted it. You didn't catch it either. No. Okay. Leaf. Well. I thought he said. Yeah. I don't know. Listen back. Someone will catch it. Yeah. Let us know if you caught it. Anyways, he's in the chats. He's in a great place. Discords. The chats. The chats have been filling up there. I cannot keep up on it. Obviously, it's like you motherfuckers have got to take it easy on the noobs. 
I quit reading it a long time ago. Like then, all of it, trying to keep up. No, oh, no, you can't, can't keep, keep up. up. Keep I just pop in just fucking. Somebody, I saw my own name in there the other day. And, oh. I saw somebody had added me the other day, and he's like, is, is, is Graham paying attention to all this? And it was like going back like yeah, hours that's, that's with synchronicities <laughs> and Ryan's and all that. And I'm like, I can't. There's no. What I'd love to see out of Discord would be like a, a place where you could Folders say audio, ver, like have it read to you all that, you know? Ryan from Kansas says, <laughs> you know. Does it do the little eyebrow raise too? <laughs> yeah. You have no time I'd to love start that. listening. You don't audio, need to be listening audio to version fucking of Discord chat. Just turn Discord no, into no, audio. No, no, no. We, I need to put my foot down. You're, pick you're the accent. Enough, pick the enough. accent. You're listening to enough fucked up audio that you don't need to be listening to the Discord chats. Honestly, you're just going to hear cuck all day. Yeah, that was weird. I saw that a lot in there. I'm like, what are these guys doing? What do you mean by taking it easy on the noobs? The new people that join? Oh, in yeah. Or? As soon as somebody comes in, it's just like, <laughs> like someone the other day was like, I'll come back in a few days. <laughs> yeah, they just hang back and I don't know. Do you go back and read it? It's got to be like 10,000 pages. Or I don't know. I, I don't. I don't go back. As a rule, I don't go back. If people at me, I might go, I like I'll scroll through from where I am sometimes. Or if you at me, I usually just check the at maybe. But I can't go back. I'm too busy to be reading the chats. I mean. Yeah. For anybody that doesn't know, it's basically like this. Podcast. It's a shit show. If you think about this podcast and what you cover in like two hours, the Discord thing will cover like ten times that. Yeah, that yeah, it's fascinating. And like there's got all these people, people are linking are, great articles that and... are amazing diggers, and so then they all just pile on with their thing, and it's hilarious. And <laughs> I'm just there for the gifts. And, yeah, the oh, gifts, there's a bot. There's the a gift boss. No, the, the gift, the gift boss, the gift bot sucks for one. What? I like it's the cucks one bad. is okay. It's not that bad, but so, you know who Zulu. Has some great gifts. Oh yeah, I mean, he's, I'm saving his gifts all the, the time. King, for sure. So those are the two best things. Oh, don't gifts. don't say. Oh my god, you're gonna you're gonna piss off Ryan. If you Ryan's, Ryan's the, the meme, meme king. king. Oh, the meme. The meme oh, king. Oh, right, right. Totally different. different. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gift king is different. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, I love the I love he's, the gifts because I'm a gift I'm a huge gift guy. So I'm saving these gifts and I'm looking like a gift superstar out there. <laughs> And then, how do you save them in your phone? Just save them in your phone. Just click it's on it. It's a fucking production. No, you got to like what, open really? it up on the web page. What? And then save it from there. Otherwise, it it just saves. Well, it how do you picture. go get you all these things? Google a weird phrase. You just click it. You just hold on it, and then it'll open it up on like Discord dot blah 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 oh, dot whatever. Okay. And then from there, you can save it. Otherwise, oh. it'll save as a screenshot of the GIF instead of the GIF. Man, our so lives are so much suffering. The other thing is, yeah. <laughs> The gifts are great. Honestly, gifts. I'm looking like a gift superstar these days because of the chats. And the other thing that they're great for is music. Yeah. Some of the best music in my life right now is music that I've picked up out of the chat rooms. Wow. Over the last like year, just mm -hmm. people throwing stuff down and I'll throw it in my Spotify. And it's just like, that's where I got uh, gunship. Well, all these really smart misfits that have just treasure. They all have treasure troves. Oh yeah. Yeah. America.ca slash chats. Get in the chats, motherfucker. Support the show. America.ca slash support. That is equally, if not more important than getting in the chats because without the support, we can't afford the chats. So we got some monthly options there. You can do Stripe. You can do Patreon. You can do PayPal. You know, you could do a one-time donation. You'd send cash in books like Nikki the Dude. Actually, so here Nikki the Dude does monthly on two different platforms and says, and wow. says cash in books. Fantastic. Thanks, He's like Nikki. the grandpa of the show. Yeah. Um, you could just send gifts. Yeah, some people send barracudas, all sorts of crazy shit, and uh, skateboards. But anyway, well, honestly- We got to peel, peel box back on the website. It's not there anymore. That is false. 
Nope, I'm I checked on the website it. No, right I now. checked it. Yeah, let's okay. go to the contact. Where's the this contact? This is gonna be so fun. This Where's is gonna be so. Oh, where's the contact? Where'd the contact page go? <laughs> Seriously, huh? Just try slash contact. Uh, that'll get you there. What? Yeah, and it's since, not on since there. you can't actually find it on the main <laughs> part of the page. Why I've done you, all this searching. Why didn't you say something sooner? Because I want to catch you on the show. Oh, yeah. touche. So do slash contact. Okay, it'll take you to a contact, even though it's not there. Oh, look at that. That squishy little gif at the top. You still have the address right yeah, over on yeah, this side? Yeah, it's not there anymore. So we will put the P.O. box back in the thing. That's why oh, people keep so asking that's why she chat. had to listen to the fucking jingle. Yeah. Because I used to just tell people to go to the contact. Is it in the show notes? It. it used to be there. How did it get out of there? I don't know. The show notes is your problem. Man. The you show notes me, links you to find that. me a single set of shit. Oh. Yeah. The show Did notes you? links to that. Yeah. Which apparently you thought was. Oh, look, on there's the main a phone page. number there, though. Is that the right phone number for voicemails? No. It says 8083 instead oh of 6083. God. God. The phone number's been data entered right. wrong on the contact. I'll talk page. to the fucking web guy. Okay. I'll get all this cleared up. Primarica.ca <laughs> 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 slash support. Probably if we paid the web guy, he would be more quick to clear up these problems. Or we'd actually have a web guy that wasn't me half-assing it in my spare time or in the middle of the night. Record.ca slash support. What else you got? Well, I got I got a thing I want to read about about the history of climate minutes. scares and all that. All right, let's save that for next time. Okay, we'll save it for next time. All right. I'll and, give you a hint. Ugh, i seen it. Did you? 1966, oil gone in 10 years. 1967, dire famine forecast by 1975. You get the gist? Yeah, oil is uh, abiotic from the earth. It's a mineral. 1996, peak oil in 2020. Yeah, that's because they want to keep selling us the oil at an increasing price. All right, next week, you're going to read the whole list before we even get there. All right, guys, big thanks to Truffaut hey, for giving us the glyphosate. He's the glyphosate guy if it is illegal. Yes, he's the glypho guy. Yeah, I want to hear Snake Brothers what they so think we're about that. The debate. I sent them the All right, whole Snake thing. Snake Bros, glypho shills, Big Ag, Truffaut, Big Ag, Snake Bros. We're gonna get Big Ag in the house. Oh, cool! And fucking Truffaut, and Sweet. we're gonna figure this out. Yeah, I lean to your side, just so you know, Truffaut. They seem pretty Big Aggy. Yeah, glypho they think glyphosate's natural. You know what? We should get a glypho shill shirt for the. Uh, That's a good idea. Red Bubble yeah. Show. Big Ag glypho shill. Yeah, Big Ag on the back, glypho <laughs> shill on the front. Uh, I found someone to run the store. What store? Our store. So it's been like stagnant for about 18 months. The Redbubble one? Yeah. Oh. Do stuff like that. Make, I think the last shirt, well actually, we whipped up the water bottle shirt, the Truffaut water bottle, water box shirt, and then we have the, uh, what was the other one? American and, uh, Huscular were the last ones we added. Well, you don't. We don't have to add stuff all the time. Just add, we should talk about. There's a. There is our logo and stuff, and the swag is there, right? There's some. Be good to get cool some shirts. stuff going. Yeah, some show that's notes, true. Yeah. or not show, show notes. Uh, uh, episode art. Yeah, yeah. Tons of different options. Grammarica.ca slash swag. If you want to get yourself some gear, uh, I think that's all I got. Enjoy the chat with Alan Stilbelman. It's a gooder.
All right, tonight we've got Alan Stivelman with us. He's the director of an upcoming uh, movie, kind of like a documentary, Witness of Another World. It's very, very interesting. We're going to get into this, and we'll also talk about his upcoming projects after this one as well. And uh, thanks for getting up so early, 4 a.m. over there across the pond. Thanks, Alan. No, thanks to you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, no problem. We got, uh, <clears throat> you know, we got uh, notification from your uh, publicist and all that, and we've had, like we talked about before, we've had Jacques Vallée on, and he's a big part of this film. Maybe it, yeah, maybe you can do right. a do a uh, a quick synopsis, and then we can maybe delve into the the past and how you got involved in all this. Well, this is a movie about the life and the case of Juan Perez. He's actually a gaucho from Argentina, and when he was 12 years old, he was the main character of a close encounter. He witnessed uh, a spectacular ship and two beings and had an encounter. And after that, he got really scared because of the consequences that he had after the contact because he started to have premonition dreams and it was a real nightmare for him. And the whole movie is about getting answers to him and try to help also. Wow. And that was that was back in uh, 78? 78, yes, indeed. Wow. And now he's 52. And what is gaucho for people that aren't sure? Gaucho, it's like... Uh, it's people from the countryside, very tough people, very rough. It, it's like mestiz from indigenous and Spanish people. So it's like a, it's a, it's like a slang. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. So how did you how did you take this whole project on? How did you get involved in it? Well, the sh the short long story. It's like I was writing a script in two thousand. 12, it, I was doing like automatic writing. Oh. And I was, yeah, and I was writing about a um, an abduction case from a couple. And when I realized that I was writing this kind of stuff, I said, like, why I'm writing this? And then I started to make some research about the UFO phenomenon, about the abduction phenomenon. By that time, I wasn't interested on the UFO phenomenon. I was, my mainly focus was archaeology, ancient civilizations, and what is below Earth, and that's it. I never saw the UFO phenomenon as an, uh, I wasn't being attracted by the UFO phenomenon because it was something more bizarre for me, more like Bulgar because of the U um, about because the way that Hollywood portrays yeah, the yeah, phenomenon, yeah. it's really like, yeah, it's more like a, a joke rather than something serious. Yeah. That was my thinking by that time. Yeah. And until and you I, did, until you did the sorry. automatic writing. Yeah, I did this. I was like practicing my different kinds of, of writing. And by that time I was doing automatic writing and then I, I finished 30 pages about this story and this story and this like research led me to, uh, to buy a book wow. that was, yes, cases of, of abduction in Argentina. It was written by a psychiatrist, Dr. Nestor Berlanda, who is in, in the movie also. 
And when I was presenting my previous movie, my first one, it's called Humano. I was presenting at on a theater in Rosario. It's a city four hours away from Buenos Aires. And in that theater, Dr. Nestor Bernanda was one of the people from the audience. And I was having his book while I was speaking with the audience because I was reading that by that time. And he he saw me <laughs> and he felt that this is a synchronicity. This is not something by chance. Wow. We have to meet each other. We need to go and take a lunch. And the next day, while we were having a pizza, he he started to talk about one of uh, of, of one of his most significant cases that was Juan's case, and he showed me a small video of Juan when he was 18 years old. He was speaking to an audience, uh, a UFO audience, trying to 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 tell them like what happened to him, and then he suddenly. He broke down. He couldn't speak. He saw, I think that image is on the trailer. Yeah. And it's one of the big, the, the earliest uh, scenes in the movie. And, and when I saw that, I felt something really big inside of me because I felt that I was seeing something that was true. Uh, I was seeing like a trauma experience from a supernatural trauma that was inside of this young man. And I told to Dr. Nestor Berlanda, I want to meet that guy. Let's make it happen. And four months later, I was going to the countryside to meet Juan. And it was a great experience meeting him because it, he's, he's really innocent. I saw pureness in his eye. And when he started to talk, up, talk about his case, he broke down all again. He went into tears. I was recording, but but that time, and then I stopped recording. I just sat next to him and tried to see what happened. Also, if something from my end can can help him. And four years later, now we were doing this 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 amazing experience, this amazing film. That's incredible. I had I had no idea that this started with such a synchronicity. I mean, we talk about that on our show all the time, and we've had so many authors and creators in here that have been spurred by this massive synchronicity in their life. I mean, and that's incredible. So you started the automatic writing and it led you to that, that theater and you met the guy. And then, I mean, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. The, the background of the story is, it's quite amazing. Also the, the experience of having Jack Ballet was also a synchronicity. It's a movie that, well, at the beginning of the project, I wanted to make a UFO documentary about, new theories of what we are dealing. I wanted to show Jack's ballet theory primarily, but then suddenly when we started to make this movie happen, we saw a broken man uh, and I couldn't make another thing that rather than help him, yeah, try yeah. to put all our energy and see if we can help him to like integrate his experience that he had 40 years ago. It's four decades of loneliness, of sadness. He was living in a truly hell. Wow. That's incredible. So this is one of the, the rare cases, like reading the synopsis and Jacques Vallée saying that uh, 
I don't think this ever happened where there's been a 40-year gap between valet, because didn't valet first uh, investigate that 40 years ago and then again, again now? So he has actually seen the the uh, the reconnection and the and the 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 change after 40 years, I guess. Yes, indeed. He he met Juan when he was 14 years old. It was a trip that he made with his wife. Oh my god! It was a real. Yeah, it was a really special and very emotional because Janine was a child psychologist and was one of the most significant cases for both of, of them. So wow, it was it was truly powerful to have Jack Ballet again in Argentina because he was also closing some circles of his life. Wow. Yeah. That must have been emotional for both of them then. Indeed, indeed it was. And also for me, the movie like touched some archetypes or some points that connect us to our own process, our own journey, because you will see that the movie goes from a, a very lonely place once having this trauma and then at the end of the movie you will see a transformed man very open his eyes are changed uh, he could now integrate that experience thanks to Jack Ballet thanks to Dr. Nestor Berlanda a psychiatrist and also three shamans that we gather into one big scene uh, because I went to Paraguay, it's a country above Argentina, and because Juan Roots comes from that place, he has an ancestral Guarani lineage. The Guaranis and indigenous tribe from South America, one of the most important. Mm -hmm. And I went there to ask them what they think about the UFO phenomenon, what they think about the abduction phenomenon. And what did they say? What, how did that go? Oh. I mean, and was it, was it uh, to try and check if he had any ancestral uh, connections at all with this phenomenon as well? Like, is it, is it a lineage type thing? Well, well said, because one of my questions before I make this project was if, the, if there is a connection between the lineage yeah. and the UFO phenomenon yeah. and also if there is a connection between the afterlife and the UFO phenomenon also. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because when one had a grandfather from the mother's side that was really important for him and he passes, he passed away when he was 10 years old. And two years after, he had this encounter. And when I went there, when I went to Paraguay, uh, I met three shamans, three different shamans from the same culture, but different ethnicities. And one of them started to speak to me about the phenomenon as a uh, holographic phenomenon that doesn't come from this dimension. And when he started to, to talk more about this thing, I started to realize that they were talking to me the same as Dr. Ballet explained the phenomenon in his book. Mm -hmm. So I had from one side the spiritual 
people, the spiritual knowledge that talks about the phenomenon as a divinity phenomenon, but that they come from another dimension. And from the other side, I had Jacques Vallée with all his theories talking about the same thing in another kind of language. And one of them, uh, the elder Francisco, grandfather Francisco, talked to me about the idea of Juan, but that time he was 10 years old and in an unconscious level, subconscious, he was trying to find himself. He was looking into his life, trying to get answers from why his grandfather died, what is death, what is life, who am I? And all these questions, he got an answer, but it was a supernatural answer. It was a UFO, two beings, a premonition dreams after that contact. And he got the answer from the spiritual world, but he couldn't integrate. Probably in the terms of these people, he had an initiation, a shamanic initiation. But because of he, he hadn't a shaman, but that time he couldn't integrate, he couldn't bring all the pieces into one whole experience. But we did, we continued the initiation 40 years after with, with, with our movie, with the, with the process that we made in the, in the movie. Wow, that's fantastic. So, so do you think then, is it like a bunch of different dimensions or is it sort of like a, an underworld? Type, like, I'm just wondering if the shamans are looking at it as there being a bunch of different dimensions or is it more of like uh, like an underworld in our world sort of thing or like a spirit world in our world sort of thing where there's just maybe two? Mm, I don't know. I don't know because the other thing that they told me is that the idea of the phenomenon has two has two sides like uh, I think it was Sylvia, the wise woman that speak to me about the idea that this phenomenon could could come from the good side or the evil side mm -hmm. and you won't you won't you won't distinguish which side it is because it looks the same but what what is the tricky part they had a old chants that start to sing when this phenomenon appears into the community on, or to some people from this tribe and they start to sing and to obligate that phenomenon to show the real like the real side of this phenomenon to in order to they can tell if they if it's good or bad so the message was we shouldn't be like um, if 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 we see like a shiny thing or shiny phenomenon we shouldn't be like oh this is god or this is spiritual guides or something like that because the experience could be really 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 bad so the message was more like just to focus on that phenomenon, don't be scared, move forward, obligate the phenomenon, like to confront the phenomenon. And this shaman uh, gift Juan some chance to, to fight the phenomenon in order to not to be scared because Juan was, when I met him, he was really, really scared. 
and he's a big guy, like two meters, quite big, and he was really, really frightened about the, the phenomenon, about the, the, these premonition dreams. He, when, when I met him, he felt that he was the only person in the world, or he knew that, that he was the only one that had this kind of experience. So that's why he like seek refuge in the countryside and live like a, like a monk between the, his, his animals. Wow, that's, that's amazing. I was thinking before we chatted, I was thinking about asking you about the phenomena in general because we just had, we just had, uh, there's, there's, there's all these different groups and they have different views of the UFO phenomenon in general. You have the groups that think it's uh, altruistic and they're all good and anything bad is part of the deep state or part of some sort of, mm. uh, you know, human project. And then you have the other people that think that they're, they're good and bad. Like we just talked to this, this guy who's channeled a bunch of books or we talked to his, to his son recently called the allies of humanity. And they, they, they warn also very similar, like there's good and bad and you have to be careful and you have to try and discern what it is, which is kind of, I think what you're, what you're saying and what the shaman and, and, uh, and uh, Sylvia is, is telling you. And then you have the people uh, that think it's all, you know, it's all demonic. I mean, there's all, all, all across the spectrum. So yeah, was exactly. the so was the were they were they trying to teach you how to discern whether it's good or bad? Like, is it based on like you said? It comes down. It could come down, and it could look the same, but it could be good or bad. So, is it is it trying to figure out the intention behind it that that would make it good or bad? Yeah. If there is an intention, the the bad ones wants to keep us like in a low level because they want our or something, I don't know. Um, they can try. Sylvia told me that in ancient times, it was really easy to discern which belongs to where. But now, because of the, she told me that the planet is really weak, they don't have plenty of energy. So it's really hard for them to, to discern that uh, the, the to try to discern the phenomenon on which side is who. So now they only have the chance and they only have some small tools. But in the case of Juan, for example, we don't know to what happened to him. Yeah. We don't know yeah. if, if he saw extraterrestrials from Mars or he saw something from another dimension, or he was only having a vision or a dream. And you will see that in the movie, we don't try to analyze that topic yeah. because it's a non, it's a known end. It, it, it yeah. doesn't have an end. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so, it's so subjective, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we only focus on, on the trauma because Carl Jung, for example, said that the UFO phenomenon has two aspects the physical and the psychological. And we only focus on the psychological aspect. We focus on the human aspect of the UFO phenomenon that for me is one of them. It's the most important aspect because we don't focus on what he saw, what were they, who are they, uh, how was the shape, the size, etc. We try to focus on the trauma and to see if we can cut some answers from that. And we did, we did some, we did 
get some some answers because we realized, for example, wh that when I met his mother, the mother of Juan, he confessed to me that she had similar experience when she was a teenager. Wow. And this and this was a secret because Juan never knew that. So this is an information that was revealed only for me. And after that we did the movie, she opened and started to speak again to to, to Juan about this this experience because at that time when Juan was 12, everyone's everyone was telling him that he was mad, that he invented that experience. O also his relative, his mother, no one's believed to him. So it was a real uh, nightmare living in that environment. So that's why he left away and lived by, by himself. But it was truly nice to see that the, his mother told me that experience because then I started to realize that perhaps there is a connection between the ancestry and the UFO phenomenon. Yeah. And Juan now has like the, the ability to remember, he started to remember that he also had at least two other encounters when not one when he was 40 years old and the other one when he was uh, approximately 45 years old but but he he now he remembers that because of he started to feel better and he, he could now integrate that experience and you won't see those experiences in the movie because by that time we thought that he only had one experience yeah and that's it yeah so it's funny, I was going to ask you about if part of the trauma or some of the, or a lot of the trauma was due to not being able to be accepted or share his experiences, you know, what due to the ridicule or the rejection of it? Well, it's a good question because when I started to, to ask him about his case, it's not a traumatic case. There is no surgeries, there is no abduction, there is nothing wrong right. with the experience. Yeah. So I start to say, like, why he's like living in 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 this in in this hell? Why he he's crying a lot about what happened? And then I realized that he most bad thing or he the most uh, yeah the saddest part is that. After, immediately after the encounter, he started to have these premonition dreams about death, about accidents, and some, some of them happened, and he couldn't stop them. So it was a real nightmare to see the accidents of some friends or some family that he couldn't stop. He told me that if he, if he go to sleep and dreams uh, in, the right, in his right arm, he will enter into a dream that is more real than our reality. That's the way he described them, that it's more real than our reality. But if he dreams in his left side, he will go into a regular dream, a normal one. So he, he knows how to discern from one dream to another. And the good thing is that 
when I went to Paraguay, when I met those shamans, the way that the shamans from uh, the Guarani shamans connect to the upper levels or to higher realms is thanks to the dreams. So in a way, the UFO phenomenon connects Juan to the Guarani gift, but he didn't know that. Yeah. He knew that after the movie or after the movie or where we were doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a four, did you say there was a four year period between when you met him and between like this whole healing process and the movie was over a few years? Yeah. Yes. Because I yeah. had to first to integrate what I experienced with Juan. It was for me, it was really difficult because it was the first time that I met like a contactee. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and I had to make some research. Read I read plenty of books from Jack Ballet. I read for me. I made like a list of books from the for the UFO phenomenon, <laughs> yeah, from yeah. the extraterrestrial hypothesis yeah. to the multidimensional hypothesis to the skeptic ones. And I make a big salad, and then I start to 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 make the movie because I felt that that I was secured on yeah. going into this this subject. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's that's interesting. So what what's your feeling about the overall phenomenon then? Do you have any notions now after you've made the movie, after you've, you know, absorbed all the different aspects of the UFO field? I mean, it's changing dynamically now as we as we speak. There's, you know, uh, mainstream media is taking it more seriously. I mean, even just since your first initial meeting with him and today's date is everything has changed in the field. Exactly. Well, for sure. Uh, I, I will, now I believe that we are not alone. There is something else for sure. I still don't know what we are dealing with, but I know that there is a connection between our consciousness and the UFO phenomenon. Yeah. It's like really, really a, a really tight bond that I don't know why we had that. I met a Kabbalist two weeks ago and we started to talk about the UFO phenomenon. And for them, they said like in the Kabbalah, it's really simple because we know that the UFO phenomenon are the death ones. It's where we go in, but, and they, in the death world, they have these kind of tools. I don't know that can goes into the material world and they go into the spiritual world but we don't have in our reality, we don't have that kind of technology. So he told me that there is a, that there is a simple connection between the afterlife and our life. What do you think of that? I mean, is it, is uh, it so does that mean the aliens are dead relatives? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I That's like the, that. That's the, lovely. The, the answer. Yeah. They yeah, they show they, they show themselves in different different like you know depending on your consciousness maybe I mean or depending on who knows what they're just checking in on you so like that could be his grand grandpa who died his a couple grandpa. years before you know that uh, yeah. exactly yeah exactly I, it's hard to to I, well, I like to the idea that they have a technology aspect to it aspect yeah. to it whereas you know we we're using. I guess stuff like meditation and psychedelics or different tricks like that, that you can sort of get a glimpse, but you don't really have any real handle on anything while you're there. <clears throat> Maybe mm. one day we'll have a technology where you just like 
throw oui, on the oui. glasses and you're there and you can throw on the ears and you can see him and you know there's actually like eight of us sitting around the table right now instead, instead of three two. of us yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> indeed indeed it, it, yeah, this never, was for me the biggest question yeah. i've never heard that before that's uh i like that i'm gonna run with that for a little while <laughs> i'm gonna run with that for a little while so so there is so the good and the bad the evil the evil versus good it's it's kind of subjective then like you said it's it shows up and it could be either or it's the same as people you get the same mix as you get with people you never know yeah exactly yeah. exactly huh so you better be careful out there c-setting or ce5 C5. Yeah. and yeah. what's your take on the c5 because this guy likes to go out on the weekends and try and summon ufos do you think that's a good idea Sorry, not I didn't on, understand the question. Not on my own. Like, well, we go out and we do the CE5, like close encounters of the fifth kind, like coming from the old close encounters oh. of the third kind, right? The fifth kind is when you make contact yourself. So we go out and we meditate and we try and yeah. well, through love, love and, and positive intention, yeah, yeah. try to try to see things, right? Or or make contact. Yeah. And we, yeah, I, we I you know. I don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> ah, I agree. Yeah. So, do you think? But it's okay to just. It's okay to go look at the stars. <laughs> that's okay. It's just you don't summon them. <laughs> or should I just like but, stay yeah, indoors? But, but don't try to like the, the the whole idea that the shaman tried to explain is that you don't have to to like make a div- divinity. From this light of or from this subject, you don't have to make a call right, or right, a religion yeah, yeah, yeah. around this yeah, phenomenon. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so do you feel like you're? I mean, probably an obvious question, but that you were guided to write this to do this movie. I mean, with the synchronicities and the automatic writing, like, do you do you have any theories about what would be behind that? Are you just connecting to a higher purpose or higher self or? I don't know. It was really scared for me because when I was living that experience and I started to realize all of this, this synchronicity, it was really scared because I felt that like I was Truman Show yeah. in the Truman Show yeah. movie. <laughs> I, where's the camera? Yeah. yeah. There were too many, but I, I'm, I'm not feeling that there is a higher purpose and the, just I, in the small view, I feel that when I when we do like good things, like try to help someone, the synchronicity will appear like magically because we are doing a good thing, and that was my choice when I decided to go into the healing process of one rather than try to explore about the UFO phenomenon, because there are plenty of documentaries out there trying to explain the UFO phenomenon from the conspiracy side, the, that the governments are like, um, how do you say, hiding? Yeah, a yeah the cover-up. Yeah, yeah. Cover-up, yeah. Uh, an extraterrestrial theory. But then I decided just to focus on the human aspect of the phenomenon, and I hope that plenty of documentaries tries to, to follow this like this vision because we we could help many people 
by doing this because out there 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 are plenty of Juan Perez uh, in the world. Yeah, we agree. Helping people, we, it's, it's coming up all the time now on the show, you know, love and, and, and support and helping people. And I mean, that's a healing, like just opening up the dialogue with people, right? And sharing that. I mean, that's exactly. one thing that I think people are, are feeling more comfortable about telling their stories and, and without judgment and ridicule. And you don't have to know the answers. Like you guys just put all that aside. Like it doesn't matter what the thing physically was or what the answer is or where exactly. they're from. It's just like, let's like teach him how to, like the shaman said, I mean, you, you, I guess he has to fight through it or at least, at least approach, approach the fear and deal with it and get through it, I guess. It's the only way to deal with any exactly. of that stuff. Yeah. Head on. Just I mean, sit and yeah. listen. Yeah. Cause it's like just another form of trauma, really. You know, it's just another flavor of trauma. I wonder what kind of, I wonder what, uh, what would happen if you gave him like a, big old bag of mushrooms i wonder if that would give you the same sort of um um healing potential healing or? potential is like because i mean that's working for other forms of trauma right and autoimmune diseases and stuff like that have you heard did you come across anything like that well for example dr nestor berlanda had a theory that these kind of people had like have like a higher levels or of DMT in their brains. Oh yeah. That they they have like the ability to enter these conscious levels of or, or, or realms yeah. because they have plenty of more DMT like sensors yeah. than yeah. than out than regular people. Yeah. Um and yes I, I agree with that theory because when I meet when I met Juan the first time, I felt that I was getting into this 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 world just by sitting next to him. It was a real a really special meeting because it it, it was actually happening into my into my physique. Yeah. So yeah. it was really weird. Like the goosebumps and all that, like you could feel it. Yeah. 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 Exactly. That's interesting. That's another interesting way to look at it as being like different levels of, cause I mean, there's definitely something there with the DMT and the nature of reality or consciousness, or I don't know what, but there's something going on there. And to think of that as different levels of that being different levels of reality. Like maybe there's even like, that could be the like hierarchy of consciousness. So there's things that are below us because they're getting a like less drip of DMT. So that would mean that on a dose of DMT, you're probably going into that same realm that these people are able to navigate fluidly. Yeah, and then he's getting his and premonition dreams from it. Like he's able to do have these. He's got supernatural powers now because of that that access. I'm gonna have to go back. Yeah, Darren. The reason it's funny because Darren, Darren just tried it for the first time a couple of weeks ago, and he's uh, it's changed him quite a bit here. Oh. Had a e almost like an ego ego death there, and <laughs> Darren got torn apart into a thousand pieces and put back together. <laughs> it's <was> pretty scary. <laughs> I didn't see any aliens though, but I'm gonna see if I can go back now and maybe have a better handle on things. <laughs> well, but plenty of people uh, told that they experienced seeing like UFO. There is a, a famous painter 
that it's called Pablo Amaringo. And he draw like paintings of UFO sightings when he tried, when, when he had a ayahuasca experience. So for, for him, there is a connection between the, the ayahuasca world, the UFO, the elf, the fairies, etc. Did the psychologist talk about how um, people might have more endogenous DMT? At all? Did, no. he have, did he have any theories about like why he might have more DMT or how to, oh, uh, you know, like no. how or how to? Uh, uh. No, no, it's it's an interesting question, but he's in the early stage or on on trying to make some tests among these people, but we don't know why he had like. Probably one of the answers could be after the encounter. He's like his DMT, like put him in a, on a different level. Yeah. Because, for example, when we practiced the regressions to Juan, it, it, it wasn't like an hypnosis. It was like more like a relaxation process. Yeah. And five seconds after we said to Juan, like, you are into your going. You are going into your lost memory. You are now twelve. He was suddenly twelve in just one second. And Doctor Nestor Berlanda told me that this kind of people goes into this relaxation mode in five five seconds. Yeah, it's different for me. For, for example, if he practiced on me a uh, regression, I will take an hour or two, or maybe it, it won't be possible to, yeah, yeah. to get into my, my, yeah, my memories. We've been talking about these yogis that, that use this method called the Kachari Mudra, where they can put their tongue up their nasal passage and, and lick their pineal gland and get DMT, like endogenous DMT that way. And I, well, I, I, I think it's possible. I mean, I think it's possible. I think it's, I think it's batshit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still practicing. I'll let you know when I get there. Let me know. You, you can big, smoke it and I'll just lick it. That's interesting. I should try and do uh, get hypnotized again. Yeah. But yeah. See if it's any different. That's yeah. a good idea. And you yeah. know what? Jason's a hypnotist. There you go. There you go. Yeah. See, that's an interesting theory too. Can we can we talk about your uh, other interest uh, before we run out of time? Like bef the the other book that or the other movie that you're going to be making that you're that's in. Uh, you know, I mean, you've got you went from all this ancient mystery and the inner earth. I don't know if it's inner earth or underground. I don't know what uh, what you call it. But uh, and then you you kind of went into this whole thing. But those are some more interesting topics that we we talk about all the time here. Well, um, I was doing this this. I was involved in this project for more than 10 years because I wanted to have evidence about a lost mother civilization wow. that was settled mainly in America because in South America we have the hardcore evidence that could like demonstrate that there was a, a hidden lost civilization and then I went to the Andes to find this evidence in the Lake Titicaca. Yep. Uh, but when I went there, I met a shaman, and the shaman told me that before I can understand these things or the origin of men, I have to be human, 
And then I said, like, what do, what do you mean? And then I did a movie called Humano, thanks to that answer, because I focused more on the human aspect again, try to understand who am I, rather than to get some answers about the origin of men. Hmm. But now, 10 years after, I want to, to, to go into this movie about, it's about, yes, it's about this lost civilization. It's about what is below Earth, mainly, because you had the, the East tradition, for example, from Tibet. They speak about the idea of Shambhala. Shambhala yeah. <laughs> is, is a lost city. And you find that in, in America, in the Andes, the shamans uh, tells us the same thing that there is a sham, uh, uh, an Andean Shambhala also. So we have these two, two ancestral knowledge that speaks about the same thing, that below Earth there is a, there is a center, a spiritual center, that it's connected to the fa their fathers, or, for example, in the Andes, the, the, they call that, them as the Huiracochas, the Huiracochas were the ones who built Paxaiwaman, Machu Picchu, for example. They, they know that the Incas didn't do that. The Incas, when the Incas chose uh, up, the buildings were already there. But if, if I say this thing into the archaeology world, they will probably kill me because it's established that the Incas did that, the Egyptians did the pyramids and so on. Yeah. So, so the movie is more like a journey into different countries like Peru, Bolivia, Egypt, India, Tibet, and we go into this knowledge in the, uh, guided by Anselm Pirambla. It's an European uh, researcher that who he was the first to to try to prove the existence of this civilization by doing some excavation in the heart of Cusco, Peru. Wow. He, he found out that there was a tunnel of two kilometers between the Coricancha, the old Inca Temple of the Sun. Now is the Santo Domingo Church, because you know when the Spanish came to America, they built a church above Anse, uh, old temples. Yeah. So below that church, there is a big tunnel of two kilometers that goes from the, this church to Sacsayhuaman, an old city, citadel, very, very, very big. But the, the good thing is that inside of this tunnel, there is a network of tunnels and chambers and all the Inca treasure is there. But we don't know where these tunnels goes. The, the history and the legends told us that these tunnels goes into this, into the, the heart of the Huiracochas, into the place of the Huiracochas, the old gods. And we have the same legend in the East, yeah. in, in Tibet, when they, when they speak us about the idea of Shambhala. So I, with the movie, we, we will try to bring all the pieces together into this big puzzle 
and see if we can try to explain about the idea that there was a, an old civilization, that we were never being alone, and what kind of connection there is with this old humanity and, and ours. That's great. So that so those tunnels haven't been. It's it, it still amazes me that they always, haven't been uh, explored all the way down. You know, yeah, like there's so many Daniken mysteries. Said that he still, went down that one with that dude that time and found all that stuff, and then they couldn't find it again. Really? And I always thought, you know, he's probably just bullshitting. Honestly, that's, no, it's true. But now this yeah. guy, you know, he's he's talking about all these tunnels. I'm back on board. I owe Eric an apology. Sorry, Eric. I mean, he's got a <laughs> lack of money in the bank. He don't give a fuck. But. That's funny when you're talking about the churches and the temples. I was thinking like spreading democracy. Yeah, <laughs> the original spreading democracy. Yeah. That's too bad. I think there's other. There seems I seem to remember other cultures having the same kind of inner earth or uh, theory. Besides Shambhala, I, I read somewhere recently there's like four or five different uh, different versions of Shambhala. What was that well, movie the, called again? In India, sorry. What was that movie called again? Uh. Ah, my movie, the, the provisional title is uh, The Secret of the Inner World. Oh, it's not out yet. Yeah, no, it's coming oh, out. Okay. No. When, when do you think you're going to come out with it? I hope to start shooting next year. Yeah. I also invited Grant Hancock to be involved on my movie. Nice. I went to his house uh, two weeks ago nice. in, in, in UK, and, and we discussed about the project, about the idea. He loved the idea. And now I'm waiting to his response in order to start like getting some meetings with producers. It's not easy to make movies. Yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah. It's a pain in the ass, but it's, yeah. it's, in the other hand, it's like a drug because I cannot keep doing these things. Yeah. That's, uh, you should get Randall Carlson in on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get him in on that. That'll be a good one. Yeah. yeah. That sounds great. We'll have to get you back on the show oh, when you, when you sure, do that yeah. one for sure. That's like podcast too gets a little addictive. Yeah. <laughs> so what was the other, uh, what was the Indian version of, uh, of that Shambhala? Uh, um, I can't remember the name yeah, now. But, the, but there, but there is, there is one, right? Like there's a few. Yeah, and and would that, one. so would that be like the contemporary mystery of the inner earth? Is that the same, the same kind of thing? The same thing of, of what, like of, the, of, the hollow of the earth? Center. Yeah, like, well, not the hollow earth necessarily, but the inner earth. Like uh, the, uh, or could, is that the same thing? Well, I don't know. I'm kind I, of wondering. No, I don't know. I think it's different. Because there's those, uh, there's those uh, mystery, uh, conspiracies about Antarctica, and there's a, there's yeah, a yeah. pyramids there, and there's a passage uh, down to the inner earth through there, and then some people connect that with the whole UFO mystery. And I mean, there was there's some really old ufology books that have you know the USOs, which is compelling evidence that there's an overlap here with the inner earth could be uh could be the reason for most of our ufo sightings as well i mean you know technologies from well from down there i'm picturing it more as like the inner earth is like hades no no so that's where the dead that's where the dead people are no no no. so that's like the spirit world and they're taking their ufos out through the ocean to come and check on us Hmm. salt probably not but uh I, that's how I picture the inner earth more in that context is being mm-hmm. like the shadow world, be in the spirit world, be in the, like the, well, not a physical place with tunnels, like leading into like a inner no, earth, like a big caverns no, and no, like big civilizations no, down there. Reptilians just rocking out. No, 
I didn't say reptilians, oh, but it could be. Well, I didn't think it. Anyway, I think of it more as like the the uh, same as we were talking about before, like the spirit world or the shadow world or like the other earth, you know? It's like the inside out. Do you think it, so you don't think it's just an esoteric thing it's, or spiritual, it's it's physical, right? Well, it's it's a hard question. Um, I, I ask the same thing to Anselm Pirambla. He's also an expert in yeah. alchemy. Yeah, yeah. And his, his answer was that the answer is both because there is a physical world, but also it's a spiritual world. I don't know what happened below, but the shaman from the Andes, for example, this aspect, this, this subject is forbidden. They cannot go into the underground because it's forbidden by their, by, I don't know, by the divinity. Yeah. But there is some legends that, for example, a, a person goes into that tunnel, go into this realm, and 50 years after, goes uh, goes up again and say, I'm still alive, I'm still alive. Because they have the tradition that below Earth, there is this city like this Shambhala, that there you, you get, uh, you, don't, you don't get older there. Right. The time is but different. They are, yeah. they are legends. Yeah. 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 It's like being moving at the speed of light. It's amazing how many children's books as well and how many real stories and mythologies we have about underground. I remember reading one in, in school called the, the World of Og, I think it was, and there's like just tunnels and worlds underneath underneath the earth. We should go check that shit out. We should do a contact at the tunnel. Are you are you doing any uh, are you doing any like physical like exploration for this? You need anyone to carry well, some gear? <laughs> yeah, do, well, do you need I'm, a Sherpa? <laughs> I'm I'm part of the team of Anson that it's called the Boy Gurus Explorer. Are we are now we are getting we are trying to get some funds and as soon as we get them we are going to dig into Saxaiwoman oh, to find that those evidence. And that discovery is way much more important than the pyramids of Egypt. Yeah. Because I cannot tell what, what the the real importance of this this discoveries, but we are trying to, to get some millionaire and to try to, to help us because it will be a really, really important discovery in, in archaeology. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, that'd be incredible. There's well, so you, much we don't know. Yeah. If you end up doing like a crowd fund or something like that, let us know and we'll make sure we yeah, we'll, push it oh. as far as we can. Yeah. Thank you. Is that, is Thank Antarctica part of that whole mystery? Do you think? Uh, like, I cannot answer that for sure, but I think it is. Yeah. But not the way as the conspiracy theories try to show us in a different level, because also there are some legends and chronicles that speaks us about the that the whole world is connected below Earth. Wow. That would be that would be an amazing discovery. I used to think that yeah. when I was a kid. You know, I kind of just like go straight through to China. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Bullshit. Um, huh. Is there anything else you want to cover? No, for me it's okay. Yeah, I mean it's it's. I don't know what a fantastic story. I'm. I mean, I lo- I love the, you know, the part about you just letting all the all the you know the answers go and just help 
help Juan. I mean, really looking forward mm-hmm. to watching this and, and seeing and, and looking forward to your future projects. I mean, it just sounds uh, amazing. I love the way you've been guided through synchronicity and, and uh, I just find it just mind blowing. Thank you. Thank you. Ram. Well, it will be live on October 22nd. Yeah. Okay. It will be released. Okay. Yeah. Well, when this episode comes out in podcast form, we'll, we'll send a copy over and uh, send you a link and we'll put all this stuff in the show notes, you know, your link to the movie and, and all that. And, uh, and some of the other stuff we talked about and honestly come back when you're, when you're, when you know what you're going to do with the crowdfunding. I mean, we had Graham Hancock on a couple months ago and we've done a lot of these ancient mystery, ancient mystery shows with people. So if you need to get back on the podcast with a couple people or talk about the crowdfunding, I mean, we'd love to support uh, your next project and what you guys are doing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, we probably can't realistically come carry your shit for you, but we got Americans all over the world, so you know, maybe some of them would love to. You know, if we told a couple of our listeners that are down there already that they could go chum around with you and Graham Hancock for a couple of days, and they just got to carry shit, they'd be all over. Mm. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Uh, anything else? Where can our listeners track you down? Do you have a website? Any social media? Oh, we have like our web- official website is witnessofanotherworld.com and Witness of Another World. It's also our Facebook fan page. Okay. Awesome. Okay. We'll link that to that. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. It was an amazing experience. Yeah, it was a great chat. Thanks okay. for getting up Great early job. or staying up late or however you work that out, but we appreciate it. <laughs> Usually it's us that has to stay up to three in the morning, so we appreciate you jumping on that grenade. Thank you. Thank you. I will go to sleep again. Now. Yeah, good. Perfect. <laughs> okay. Well, we hope you have sweet dreams. Usually it's like second sleep when you yeah. get to go lucid. So. Sleep on your right side yeah. and see how it goes. Yeah, I will. Go. I will. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Wow, that was our chat with Alan Stivelman. That was uh, pretty shocking for me, man. That was awesome. Are you pretty well off the C five now? Are you ready to just like give that shit? No, up? no, no. I'm like, like it's exactly what he said. It's like just don't have any like. So what if you you're know, just like in a bad neighborhood? Like what if religious, we're a, you know, don't have any religious, you know. What if we're in a rough neighborhood of space that day? Well, you're traveling through. Yeah, yeah. We could be going through. You're the, like going you know, through the gangs yeah. in New York, dead people. Yeah. Like turning right off the bridge in Oakland by mistake or something like that. Yeah. Borderline. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the rough part of town. Well, you know, I don't know. I got, I got a different, you know, I'm, I'm learning and I'm open to different things. I'm not going to be dogmatic about any of it. You know, it'd be interesting to see what the experiences are the next time I go out for sure with a different, you know, you know what now I'm trying to wonder if your health slide coincided with your C5 and, no, I already told you what it, it's, it's, it's uh, coincided with. What was it again? Dungeons and Dragons. Oh. <laughs> That's right. You started D&D and on all it your It was exploring time. the inner world in fantasy land. I like he's going to go do it on his own. I love it. We'll go take improv classes Wouldn't that be great? D&D. In. Oh, that'd be awesome. You, hey, if we, did, if we could just, tunnels. If we could just do this. Go just go travel and look for look for like, tunnels. We all right, to guys, just we're hunt. going to South America for a couple of weeks. Crawling looking tunnels. for tunnels. Yeah, yeah. I would do that. Like just. Well, and then we could get people to meet us. Imagine finding the location to the inner earth. Like, you find Diablo. 
Not that I want to be like, I don't care about being the guy that found the location, but just to actually see it would be awesome. You so you you want to be the guy that you want to be the guy that gets to find it, but you don't need the notoriety. No, I don't. I don't. No, I'll I'll, I'll be like just you're trying to just see it. Yeah, I'll just be in line. I'll be like I'd like to be in the first group. I want to be the the guy, the lead guy. Well, the At lead guy always scary. gets killed. Yeah, exactly. I'll go up front. Sneak in. Yeah, you go first. Mike will go up first. I Sneak bet there's ahead. lots of entrances. I know. That's the oh, thing. We'll Why haven't up. they been? Maybe that's part of the missing people thing. Is just like. We'll split up. They just like, go there's there. There's got to be. We got to find go, an entrance. That's where they go. There's actually entrances in the national parks, too. Exactly. And all these people are just, they go there and they're like, fuck earth, man. This place is happening. It's just like a rave all yeah, the time. Constant, people are like, dancing. Good food. <laughs> yeah. What if there's more people under the surface than there yeah. are on the surface? Yeah. It's just a great time Supposedly down there. there's more water down there. No crime. Like, think of all the oceans. Supposedly, there's twice as much water under the surface than on the surface. Like, it's under, you mean under what we know of as depth? Yeah. Like, under that even? Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, imagine if you looked at the earth and how deep the oceans are, it's probably only really on the surface level. Under so the that crust whole center. Of that. Yeah, yeah, under the crust. Yeah, that'd be fascinating. Yeah. It's all ones and zeros. Phosphorescent, like glowing plants and light. Everybody's got. Like, remember that old Final Fantasy movie? Rave gear movie? and like, like, like blue eye. The blue. Uh, what do you call it? That movie. Just Avatar. Avatar. Yeah. So, do you ever uh, talking about the C five thing? You know that uh, James Gilliland down at Gilliland Ranch. Yeah, yeah. He has. Is his mic on? Can you turn mic on? He He's has on. the E SETI. Oh. He has the E SETI, and they call people in. Yeah. So he has. The lion guy, he's, he's, he calls him the lion dude. He's developed yeah. a way of telling the difference between the good and the bad. Oh, okay. Right. Is He says this every single time. The lion guy's got a problem with weed. Read he, that. He, <laughs> he says this every time that he calls them in. Healing negative influences. Close your aura by seeing a white or gold light around you. Call in your guide or the many Christed ones and declare. We welcome all entities in love and light. We speak to you all from the love, the Lord God of our being, telling, telling you all you are healed and forgiven, lifted and enlightened, healed and forgiven, lifted and enlightened, filled and surrounded by the Christ light and the Christ love. We ask that the beautiful many to escort you in all your perfect place go in peace. So basically he calls in all the entities that are out there. And then he says, I envelop you in love and light. And if you don't like it, then the beautiful ones will take you to where you want to be, which can't be here. So you don't have to go home, but you can't. So instead of trying to to figure out who you're dealing with, he basically envelops. He says that all the bad ones will go away. As soon as you envelop everything in love and light, then they can't handle it. And so they leave. Yeah. And yeah. then whoever you're left with, well, that's kind of that's Tell kind of part up. of the CE five. I mean, that's kind of what we is try it? and do, right? Is it we, okay? I don't not know. that in depth of a of a like a standard sort of yeah. prayer type thing, and we don't yeah. necessarily talk about Christ love or Christ light, but but we do Jesus. we do we do talk well, about it like we do our chakra clearing and love in our hearts and put out love and light, and it's all based on that that intention. I don't right? think but, he means the Jesus Christ. No, I know, I know. It's the I know it's, it's the Christ consciousness kind of thing that right? was. Around much, yeah, much earlier than yeah. Jesus, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like the Christ archetype in a way, not yeah, necessarily. Totally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. the guy Christ was talking to when he ate the mushrooms. Yeah, maybe. 
Anyway, that was a great chat. That Thanks. was Thanks fantastic. You know, Alan it was a sleeper Stibbleman. one. I didn't know what it's it was going to be hit. like, you know, because you just hit. don't know. Uh, and, and you meet these guys and they're fantastic and their depths and their stories and their synchronicities and their experience and the interest in the mysteries that we talk about. Like it blows me away. Yeah, we've yeah. had, a, we've, we've been blessed. Oh, 380 some shows and we only got one sketchy one. Did you post that? We won't talk about it. You're yet. not going to talk about it. Okay. Um, yeah. I just said, well, that's not as great luck. That's like 0.25% yeah. fail rate. That's a good boat. And it might be it's salvageable kind of still. Uh, Anyways, we can't talk about it. Don't jinx yourself. What? Don't change yourself? Jinx. <laughs> jinx? Ah, I thought it was jinx pickles these days. That's what my kids say, jinx pickles. I wonder why that? What's, what's pickles it's evolved. Coming? Yeah. Probably a cartoon. We don't know. Probably. All right, guys. Big thanks to Alan Stillman for uh, coming on the show. Big thanks to Michael for joining us. Big thanks to you guys for listening. Even bigger thanks to those of you who support the show. We love the shit out of you. We wouldn't be here without you. We'd just be, uh, I don't know, we'd be doing something else, but it wouldn't be as great as this. So support the show, grandamerica.ca slash support, up your karma. And uh, thanks for listening. And we will see you next week.
action. And put on a didgeridoo and shamanic drumming track. Shivers or vibrations and stuff like that. Underneath breaths of deep gratitude and prayers for guidance and protection. And put on a didgeridoo and shamanic drumming track. Shivers or vibrations and stuff like that. Underneath breaths of deep gratitude and prayers for guidance and protection. And put on a didgeridoo and shamanic drumming track. Shivers or vibrations and stuff like that. If Mario supported the show, I'd be less sick of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.